You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. A new talent has been discovered at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. An orangutan with a knack for whistling is causing quite a stir among scientists and visitors. Zoo2's Elizabeth Lee explains why. Every morning when the crowds start to gather, just look up. And you'll probably see an orangutan proudly take her daily stroll down the National Zoo's velvet rope in the air. She likes to take her time and watch the public. She's very much a people watcher. Bonnie is the second oldest and probably the most theatrical orangutan in Washington, D.C. She likes to mimic what we do, so she quite often washes windows or sweeps the floor. But she's very inquisitive and is always studying everything that we do. Bonnie also learned one more skill that has caused quite a stir in the scientific community. She can whistle. I don't find it to be too uncommon as far as the possibilities go. Learning from all the people that stop by here. As you watch little kids develop, they learn from watching and learning. So I'm not surprised. But Bonnie's caretaker, Aaron Stromberg, says orangutans aren't humans. So for them, it's a much bigger challenge. It takes a lot of control in order to do it. You need to uh, use your lips. You need to be able to control your breath. So uh, it, it takes a lot of control to be able to teach yourself how to whistle. I actually didn't think that was possible for... Uh, orangutan to learn how to whistle on. Scientists also never thought primates could learn on their own to whistle for the sake of whistling without any rewards from humans. To me, it's just um, kind of her nature. She's she's very inquisitive. She never misses a beat, and I think that she just challenges herself with uh, being able to do these tasks. Bonnie was born in captivity and raised by humans. In the 32 years of living in close contact with her more evolved cousins, Stromberg thinks Bonnie learned her famous skill from hearing a zookeeper whistle. One of the researchers who studied Bonnie says she first learned to whistle in the 1980s. But at the time, the scientific community was not interested in ape language. So Bonnie went unnoticed. Two decades later, what Bonnie can do has finally become a hot research topic. Bonnie was able to imitate her caretaker's whistles. Orangutans can never speak because they don't have the type of vocal cords we do. But the fact that Bonnie can learn how to whistle on her own is groundbreaking because it teaches scientists a little bit more about the evolution of human speech. For now, Bonnie probably won't win a spot on American Idol, but she is already a star in the eyes of her fans who come from across the country to see the talented whistling orangutan. For Zoo2 Pet News, I'm Elizabeth Lee in Washington, D.C. Scientists at the Great Ape Trust are now considering looking into what other sounds orangutans can make. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, you can go to the news section of Zoo2.com or send story ideas by emailing us. Why did the chicken cross the road in Miami Beach? Well, to ride his bicycle, of course. A pet rooster is living the charmed life in South Florida. But as Zoo2 reporter Emily Oz explains, the bird is also spreading its wings as an activist. There's a lot of things turning heads in the vacation hotspot of Miami Beach. But no one is getting more looks than this guy. 
The plucky Mr. Clucky doesn't just stand out for his looks; it's also that distinct crowing. What does he sound like? Like this. How many times did you hear Mr. Clucky? Seven. You could call Mr. Clucky the resident rooster of Miami Beach. He loves to be on the bike. His keeper, Mark Buckley, tried a bike basket, but Mr. Clucky prefers to put his spurs and claws to work, hugging the handlebars. The two take daily strolls past the shops and restaurants on the popular Lincoln Road. The locals know him by name. Everyone knows Mr. Clucky. Well, he goes to、uh, what's the one bar? He goes to Finnegan's and he sits on the table. That's right. His favorite watering hole is this Irish pub on Lincoln Road. He's like a dog. He's got more person. He's got so much personality. Visitors seem to agree. More than 13 million tourists flock to Miami Beach each year. It means this male chicken usually garners his very own paparazzi. Daniela, take a picture. Take a picture. Mr. Clucky has gained quite the following in South Florida and is using his celebrity poultry status to promote earth-friendly causes. Aren't you, Mr. Clucky? <sighs> Mr. Clucky stands up for his fellow feathered friends at different events. He was even named Miami Beach's Activist of the Year by a local magazine. There are so many animals being abused in the factory farm system. I mean,、uh, I'm a vegetarian. He works with vegetarian groups like Peter and Ursave. This tall tale of man and bird began almost three years ago. I found Mr. Clucky in my neighborhood here in Miami Beach. He was hurt in the bushes. He had his beak was cut off to his face, and he had a cut on his head. Buckley believes the rooster escaped from some sort of religious ceremony. He nursed him to recovery, and the two have been best friends ever since. Mr. Clucky has a perch in a sandbox. He sleeps in the closet at night. He goes to bed around sunset. That early bedtime means an early rise, because this rooster is always ready for another day of action and activism in South Florida. If I could train Mr. Clucky, I'd get him to stop screaming early in the morning and sleep a little later. But he's—he's he's a bright, very, very bright little creature. Who likes to have the last word? For Zootu Pet News TV, I'm Emily Oz in Miami Beach, Florida. In case you're wondering, Mr. Clucky also dines on brown rice, birdseed, and occasionally raisins. If you'd like to know more about this plucky fellow, visit mrclucky.com. And if you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, you can go to the news section of zootu.com and send story ideas by emailing us. They have a pouch, hop around, and are native to Australia. Here in the U.S., you can usually find them in zoos, but that's not the only place you might see them. In Orlando, Zoo 2 reporter Chris O'Donnell tells us about one woman's love for her pet wallaby. Whenever she's out on the town, two-year-old Gates causes quite a stir. That's because Gates is a wallaby. She's just like a little baby. I love her. <laughs> Susie Charna is Gates' mom. It was a childhood dream come true when she bought Gates from a Florida breeder, one of many across the country. You have to research and know how to raise them and how to love them. A two-story townhome with a cat gives Gates romping space and company. Yet Charna says there are challenges, such as wallabies' tendency to chew. But ultimately, Charna says Gates just needs the same thing every pet needs. They need their exercise, so you know they need the time outside, and they need love and attention and care. They really want you to love them. Gates' life is a far cry from her counterparts in the wild or here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There are 15 different species of wallaby in all, 
and they range in size from a small to medium-sized dog. There are smaller animals, much smaller than the uh, large red and gray kangaroos that people think about. They have a wide range of habitats, in mostly in eastern Australia. Disney officials say they try to let the animals live as wild a life as possible, and that means letting wallabies be wallabies. Their personal response to you is not very strong. They're much more independent. You know, they're an herbivore who likes to be out doing what they do. Unfortunately, many wallabies aren't so lucky. Many like Ringo here end up at a sanctuary like this one in Christmas, Florida. Eleven wallabies currently call the Fallen Pines Critter Rescue home. Founder Shirley Canan says her first wallaby arrived in 1992, and more have continued to trickle in through the years. They see something cute and, oh, I want it. I hate that. I hate that because that's how all these animals got here. There are no national statistics on wallaby ownership, but breeders say business is steady, appealing to a certain group of people, those willing to pay $2,000 or more for a single wallaby. Yet these wallabies are permanent residents of the sanctuary. There's nothing good about a wallaby for a pet. Unless you have acreage, you can have it fenced in with eight-foot-high fencing. While Susie Charna feels much differently about her wallaby, she adamantly agrees people need to do their homework. They get it and they find out it's way too much for them to handle, and then they just abandon it. It's not fair to the poor baby. And as far as her baby goes, Charna says she'd never give her up. I look at her as a precious little angel. I love her. Reporting in Orlando, Chris O'Donnell, Zoo2 Pet News. The rules regarding exotic or wild animals vary by state. Some states ban ownership outright, while others require a permit. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by emailing us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle. 
and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com Z-O-O-T-O-O Now, for this week's pet news stories The English countryside, famous for rolling hills and fox hunting, is also home to an out-of-the-ordinary animal relationship. Zoo2 reporter Jennifer Glass reports on the unlikely pair. An unusual arrangement, not quite a knight on a charger, but this odd combination of dog and horse seems to work. They do enjoy it. Terriers enjoy it. Little ponies enjoy it. The little pony is Daisy. Without her, Percy wouldn't get far. He uses Daisy as a stepping stone because Khan um, is rather tall to jump straight onto. The real pioneer of this dog and pony show is Freddie. Five years ago, the Jack Russell Terrier just ran across the yard and jumped on Daisy's back. Daisy had never been ridden by a dog before either and didn't seem to mind, so it must have been <laughs> providence. <laughs> and he's been riding ever since. Freddie used to get on Daisy every chance he got, his trusted mount carrying him around the farm. Quite a cozy relationship. I think keeps Daisy's back warm and keeps Freddie's bottom warm. <laughs> Despite their bond, Freddie's just not as confident as he used to be. He's quite old now. He's really an old person and he can't really jump up, so he has to be lifted on. He's more sedate now, extra careful when on Daisy's back. Maybe it looks like a long way to fall. Freddie may not hop on and hop off as well as he used to, but he and Daisy have found another way to get around. The cart's a little more, well, stable than a pony's back. All the better when you get a little older. Folks here like to call this driving Miss Daisy. If he looks a little complacent, that's because Freddie is used to the limelight. He's been photographed and filmed before. He was even invited to be on British TV, but the bright lights of London were a little too far to go. He's quite famous, but he's beginning to enjoy stardom rather less than he used to. Percy is like the jealous understudy in the wings, reminding Freddie of how it could be done. I think he'd probably jump onto the bull given half a chance. <laughs> the two riding dogs have quite different styles in the saddle. That is more like something in a circus. <laughs> Freddie was more of a horseman. When the old meets the new, Freddie keeps prime position. Freddie's, Freddie's got the um, best seat there. Freddie's the last in a family line that goes back generations on this farm. While Percy's not a relative, he looks poised to take Freddie's place as the main four-legged rider. When he's not too busy, just horsing around. For Zoo 2 Pet News, I'm Jennifer Glass on Pegler's Farm in Flaxley, England. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zootu.com or send story ideas by emailing us. It's a city where horses outnumber cars and even have the right-of-way on the roads. So you might not expect people who live in Norco, California to jump at the chance to help out local auto dealerships. But Zootu reporter Ken Carollo tells us this is a horse of a different color. 
this is all part of life in the big city of Los Angeles. But just about an hour's drive southeast in the city of Norco, traffic sounds much different. This is Horsetown, USA. Actually, Norco started with rabbits and chickens. Ranches is what initially came here. But it wasn't long before horses came galloping in, giving Norco its identity. Sue Bacon and her four horses, three dogs, and a crow have called the city home for the past six years. And compared to other cities and towns, she says there's no place like Norco. I think the greatest thing about living in Norco is that you're surrounded by animal people, people that really do love the lifestyle. 130 miles of horse trails lead from people's homes to just about everywhere in town. Almost all of the businesses have corrals and uh, tie-ups. It was a similar love of life in Norco that drove one man to run for city council. My main objective to get on there was to help protect our lifestyle, horse trails, large animal keeping lots and, and such as that. Because there are so many horses and riders. Norco has about 20 to 25,000 horses in it right now. There are special laws in place to protect them. These streets that we're on right now is 25 mile an hour speed limit and horses do have right away in this town. While they may take a back seat to horses on the roads, cars do play an important role in Norco. The auto mall is our economic engine for the city of Norco. It's um, what brings in the biggest sales tax base. So when two auto dealerships recently asked for financial help because of declining sales, despite Norco's budget shortfall, Mayor Azevedo says there was only one choice. To help them out just seemed like the right thing to do. So we just what we did is we gave two of the dealerships a $500,000 line of credit. It may seem ironic to some, but to the mayor, it makes perfect sense. So to give them a loan to keep um, them in business, and then their money in turn goes into the general fund, which is what supports fire, police, our horse trails. It is, after all, Horsetown, USA. So the focus will now go back on preserving the horse-loving way of life. Five people on the council are all horse people, and we try to keep it that way. As long as everybody's still out and riding and moving around, I can't see it going away anytime soon. Which will keep the smiles on many residents' faces. Kim Carollo for Zutu Pet News. Although our calls and emails were not returned by either of the car dealerships, we did talk to the local Chamber of Commerce, which told us Norco has always supported businesses. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zootoo.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.